0: Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krasick, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Hey, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about a very important topic. uh, And the topic is, as a copywriter, do you need your own website? The answer is yes. Thank you for joining us for this episode. (laughs) Okay, okay. We'll expand on that just a little bit. But short answer yes. Um, and we'll talk about why and exactly what you need on that portfolio site, uh, throughout the rest of this call. But if that was all you needed, good, you're done. <laughs> Go make it. Yeah. So Kate, why is a portfolio website
1: important for a copywriter? So many reasons. Um, first of all, um, standalone site too, I wanna to say, this is, we're talking your own URL, not a site where people can look at other copywriters and you know scroll away from your portfolio, a site where you can send people and they can look at what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a
1: great but, point, those,
0: cause it can be really tempting to get one of those, like, oh, it's a bunch of different portfolios and they make it really easy to upload stuff and then I just send people to my profile. Okay. But if people get to your profile on these sites, they're going to be like, mm, "Why don't I look and see what the other copywriters on this site are look like?" Look like. Yeah. We want to keep them focused on your on you, not on other copywriting.
1: They're like the Tinder of the creative field, I feel like, right? Like why stop at one? You want to know that you have the best, right? Like you don't want to just like, this is it, isn't it? it?" So um, I don't know if that's an apt metaphor, but if it scares you enough to realize, oh yeah, I don't want people looking and checking out other people's work, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's the biggest reason you need your own standalone portfolio site. Another reason, though, you need to showcase your work. I feel like one of the biggest things with copywriting is, and we talk about it, you don't need a certificate, you don't need an education, but you do need proof that you can write copy. Um, no one's going to necessarily. I mean, you might find clients that are willing to work with you based on your pitch, and you don't, you know, don't ask for a portfolio, and that's fantastic and great. But as you're pitching small business clients that may not, you know, look for a portfolio, you want to still be creating that portfolio. Because you want to be able to include it in your pitches so that clients can immediately see, oh, okay, this is who they are. This is why I should go with them, maybe then another copywriter. And oh, here's their work. And they can do it. They can write fantastic copy and can kind of see how you can help them. And so it's not, you don't have to then explain to them that you can help them, they can see the work that you're doing and why it's so effective.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the simple fact of the matter is that except for, you know, kind of small business clients, uh, which we recommend being your first clients. But once you get beyond that, when you get to a certain level of savviness and clients, which is where some of the good money starts to come in, Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to be taken seriously as a copywriter if, you don't have a portfolio site, you know. When I used to hire copywriters, there's no way I would even consider someone who sent me an email saying, "Oh, I'm a copywriter," but didn't include a portfolio site to go along with it. You know, you're you're not a professional if you don't have a portfolio site. Um, now, the good news is that it is a whole lot easier than ever to build a portfolio site, Um, you know, back when I was getting into it, which, you know, I'm about to veer into the, like, I had to walk eight miles in the snow to get to my (laughs) clients uphill both ways, but, like, you you had to learn to code. Yeah, right. mm, um, Building a website, like, 15, 20 years ago, it was a totally different proposition for someone who is not naturally very techy. Like, I think my first one was just a, a literally a blogger blog where I posted um, each of the posts yeah. was a portfolio piece and it was difficult to navigate and it didn't look professional, uh, but at least I had it up there. But now there are some really fantastic uh, websites that will let you build your own standalone website and then make it super easy to do you know there's a little bit of a learning curve but not only is it a lot of it intuitive but they're also like tutorials on these sites yeah, yeah. So much
1: content on YouTube to figure out what you need to figure out and you know every little I want to change this color I want to change this header and you will be able to find it there's so much material and so many communities you know that are devoted to whether it's WordPress Squarespace, Wix I don't even know of the others there's so many. Yeah. And, and kind of building out what you were saying, Kate, the, your portfolio
0: site is, is your, your calling card. It, it displays you and your skill very likely before anyone even meets you. It, uh, it shows you off so that you don't have to in a way, you know, it puts you out there as professional, um, before someone, before you are actually sitting in an office or maybe more likely on a zoom call talking to someone. So it, it really needs to be your, your best foot forward because it shows you as a professional.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, to this day, even with referral clients where they, you know, they're pretty much like we're set on hiring you. Can I see your portfolio? They still want to see it. Mm -hmm. um and they still look at it and I always you know send it over and say you know let me know if there's anything specific you'd like to see I have plenty other samples because you don't put everything on your portfolio site you're putting your your best work um and I know some people have asked in the course before too can I just send attachments can I just and not have a portfolio and just send some some work when they ask for it and you can but that's going to get real exhausting real fast um and it just, to your point, it looks so much more professional. It looks so much better to have a place. And it it really is, you're doing a lot of upfront work to save yourself so much work on the back end. Then you're just updating it. Getting it up is, is the hard part, but maintaining it becomes a little easier um, so that you can just send it off to clients and, um, you know, land that work.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's, there's, there's such a different professional feeling between, sure, let me send you some attachments. And this is my website. And you go and it looks great. And it's clear that you've done fantastic work. And also, if you want to see more, I can send you some additional attachments. There's a night and day between the two of those. Um, And uh, in our course, we have a whole nice big course about how to create your own portfolio site. But um, what are what are some of the key elements you think that most copywriters
1: miss on their Mm. portfolio sites? Yeah, there are two things. And there's one, I'm going to point it out, and this is something I miss right now. So I'm aware of it. If you do as we say, not as we do, we might need a a major overhaul. But I think one of the biggest things is um, putting up portfolio pieces without context. And so Anytime you can say, here was the problem, here's how I solved it, the better. People want to see, I've literally had clients ask me about my process and want to know and see the process, Um, which, you know, if you wanted to show a first draft to a last draft, I wouldn't recommend that, but by process saying, okay, here's what I was handed, here's how I thought about that. And here's how I tackled it. And here's, here's the final product. And if you have results, even better. And so, you know, Oh, go ahead. Put pieces up on their
0: website, right? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that people are out there faking stuff and and putting stuff that isn't theirs up. Uh, although I have
1: heard of that in their stories that I could tell. Yes, you. I and found I one now, Kate. Yeah, um, someone who worked at a in an ad agency with one of the clients. So was, I was on staff at at the um, at a. I won't say even the industry because I don't want. <laughs> Although I should, I should publicly put them on blast. Um, but I was on staff, and the the, the company, the organization, hired uh, an agency as well. So as we talk about, you know, there's not necessarily just one um, way to be a copywriter. You know, even if they have a copywriter, they might be working with others. And so this is a case in point of that. But anyway. Um, yeah, I found I found a, a campaign that we had worked on, and they had brought me in because the agency wasn't quite nailing what they wanted the campaign to do and how they wanted it to feel and what they wanted to say. And so I found a bunch of my lines from that campaign on this copywriter's portfolio, which from the agency that didn't do right, the- exactly. And I get that he, the I think he/she does matter. Um, He was working on um, the campaign, yes, but none of the copy. Literally, the only copy on these these I think they were um, out of home pieces uh, was copy I had written. And so I was like, "Do I? Is it worth it? You know, this is I found this what a couple months ago, I think it was, and this was years ago. And so I've kind of Mm -hmm. watered into the bridge. It's fine. It's not a a live link on his portfolio anymore. But um, yeah." Interesting. Right? It, yeah, but fascinating. It, and we should
0: say too that this is this is very rare. Very rare. Yeah. For the most part, your fellow copywriters are are upstanding citizens, upstanding colleagues. You know, Kate's been doing this for ten plus years. I've been doing this for fifteen plus, and we both have. I have one story, but it's not even a story that happened to me. It happened to a friend of mine who's a designer. Um, so very very rare. Uh, but the point is, is that. You can kind of put up anything on your website and be like, I wrote this. But when you include a description that goes into the strategy of how you solved that problem, not only does it, it support a little bit more that, you know, you did this writing. You weren't really, really guided by a creative director. You know, a creative director didn't have to step in and fix it for you. Or this wasn't mostly written by the client or anything like that it also gives them insight into how you're gonna solve their problems. You know, it, it shows your, your creativity and your ability to think through challenges and your ability to um, incorporate a bunch of different uh, elements or a bunch of different pieces of input, you know, target audience, needs, wants, call to action, or the, the action you want them to take and how you incorporate that into one really polished, awesome piece.
1: Yeah, and I think with that, what I like to do, and again, I've only started doing it because, <laughs> but it's been on my to-do list for years um, is including the designer that worked on it or a UX person or the creative director and any people that were involved. If you feel like showing, hey, I collaborated with a team on this and here's the team of people that brought this to life that I was a part of. And it kind of builds that nice goodwill that like, you know, maybe the designer will put your name on their portfolio. I don't know, that's not a given, but I, I liked to do that now that I've you know saw it done somewhere and thought oh that's a nice way to kind of say you know yeah this isn't all mine like it did take a team to bring m- most projects to life. It's getting your
0: Oscar and thanking the director exactly. and exactly writer and thank it that makes a lot of sense. Um, And I do want to say too you know we're like oh do as we say um, not as we do. The reason we say that is because um, Kate and I. <laughs> really get so much work that doesn't even involve our websites. We are at the place in our careers where we get a lot of referrals. And so when it comes to doing our actual copywriting work, we are more focused on servicing our clients and doing that work uh, that we really haven't gone back and, and changed our portfolios because we don't need to. But if you are a new copywriter or if you're kind of in the beginnings to middle of your career, or if you're a copywriter and you're looking to see better results from your portfolio, these are the things that you really need to be doing and need to be including.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to be updating it a lot more at the beginning, just because, you know, you start with spec ads and you're like, oh, I have real samples now, so I'm going to swap out those spec ads. And then your real samples, you're like, oh, the first ones I did, yeah, they serve their purpose, obviously, but you have work that you're now more proud of. Um, so there's gonna be a lot of swip, swapping out samples at the beginning until you're at a place where you feel like, okay, these are actually you know, pretty good. Yeah, are they a little bit older but they still serve their purpose to your point. Um, and the other thing I was gonna say, I mean, I feel like, so speaking to your samples and what they can, you know, to show your process, I think on the other hand, what I see a lot with portfolios is um, what they're doing that they shouldn't be doing, which is a lot of education. Um, and we talk about this a lot, it's, you know, you have to think about how people are getting to your site. They're not necessarily coming in blind, even if they came organically, which, you know, the chances of them typing "copywriter" into a search field and Google and finding you are not necessarily that great. But if they did, they're still searching the term copywriter. So they know what a copywriter is. The chances of someone coming to your site and having no idea what copywriting is are very, 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 very slim. You know, you're sending your portfolio out with your pitches, you're sending them out with, um, you know, maybe if, if you have business cards, if you talk to someone about what you do and give them your, your link, it's in your email signature, all of these things. And again, think of, I know, side note, when you're thinking of your business name, and I think people get hung up on, oh my God, people can't spell my name. My last name is Sitars. So it's not very intuitive. You, I mean, and you go with copy by name, Yeah. Yeah. Krasik's not, not super intuitive either, but a lot of everything is digital, they, they can just click on a link and go. They don't, they're not necessarily typing your name into a search bar. But anyway, back to education. Um, you don't need to explain to people why they need a copywriter. They kind of know at this point, okay, they either read your pitch or they, they're actively looking for a copywriter. You need to tell them why you're the copywriter that they should hire.
0: Yeah, don't tell them. Yeah, it, they're coming to your site because they're interested in potentially hiring you as a copywriter. So they don't – They They already know what copy is. You don't have to educate them on your site. We will see sometimes um, people writing copy is this or, and they also don't need to know if they're interested in hiring a copywriter, they already understand the value of copy, right? It doesn't have to be a copy is important because, or the words that you use on your website are important. Like, yeah, if they're potentially going to pay somebody to change those words, then they understand instead of to your point, Kate, instead of educating them about, why they need copy, which they already know. And so you're wasting words on your website instead of educating them about why they need copy. You need to be convincing them, persuading them that you are the person to write that copy for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, not to discourage people that I feel like have gone that route and they've done so much about the education of copy, put it in a blog post then and put it on your blog if you have one. And that way you have a place if someone's like, oh, what's copywriting? you can send them to that blog post that's on your portfolio on the blog portion of your, your site. If, if that's something you, you do, um, that way you don't have to get rid of all the great copy you've written about what it is and why it's important, why it's beneficial. And so if you do have that audience of like, Oh, Hey, like, what do you do? And you can direct them there.
0: You know, and it's, it's, Writing copy for ourselves, even as copywriters, maybe especially as copywriters, is some of the hardest stuff we'll do, you know, for anyone, whether you're new to copywriting or whether you've been doing it as long as Kate and I have. It's it's hard to write about yourself. Um, but because you are a copywriter, it has to be some of the very best writing you do. Your website has to be really dialed in and every... It, copywriting as a whole, every word has to have a purpose, right? But because you are putting your portfolio out there in the world and saying, yes, this is me. I am a copywriter. I'm a professional. It has to be really good, which means that, yeah, it's going to involve, um, I think the original, uh, quote is kill your darlings, but I've kind of changed it to kill your babies, which (laughs) sounds so much more gruesome. I don't know. It was a choice I made. What are you going to say? Um, but, and sometimes, yeah, you really like a line, but it's not actually doing your website justice. It's got to go. Yep.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, one of the biggest things too. write a tone guide for yourself, write a creative brief for yourself. You're doing it for your clients. You are now your own client. So do it for yourself to make sure everything is really dialed in. And when you get off the rails, you can go back to that creative brief. You can go back to that tone guide and say, does this align with how I want to sound? You know, your portfolio is the one place where you can let your voice shine and not have to write in your client's voice. So, you know, get those clients out of your head. I always say that. Like, you know, I have clients in my head where I'm like trying to write conversion, thought leadership, and all this jargon that I'm like, that's not my voice. That's that's not what people want to see, um, and that's not what I want to project to people. And if that is what they want to see, then I'm probably not the copywriter that they want to hire necessarily. Um, I want to project who I am and what my voice is, and so. Yeah, they
0: can see how you write
1: in other tones your right. your
0: samples. And it's important that they see that you're able to write in other tones because you're not going to be writing as you for a brand. But but yeah, you're that's a great point. When you're on your own site, it's your personal brand voice and what do you want that to be? That's not the kind of thing that you're gonna sit down and it's just gonna magically happen. Or at least it's very, very unlikely. Your copy will be so much better like it is with a client when you plan it. And when you know in advance what your messages have to be and where you're going to put them.
1: Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: I think one of the other big mistakes that we see, which uh, I think we end up laughing about on every coaching call, because it's really kind of funny to say, but you're about me pages aren't really about you. Um, which, of course, is highly ironic. Oh, Annis Morissette could write a whole song about it. (laughs) It Ironic. Um, Your About Me page is not the place to talk about, I mean, yes, at the very bottom, you can talk about personal details, you know, your dog, you like to travel, that kind of thing. But the purpose of that page is to talk about why you and what you can do for that client. It's about you, in the sense that it's about what you can do for a client. Your target audience on that whole on your whole website is a potential client. So everything that they read has to be geared toward them and their needs and what they need to hear in order to take that next step of getting in touch with you. Or if they've already been in touch with you, then saying, yes, we're going to hire you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they're hard, no doubt. I didn't have an about page till about a year ago, because they're so hard. Um, I think I had one section on my homepage that was an about section of, you know, here's, here's what I've done, why it matters to you type of thing. Um, and even now my about page is not very good. But yeah, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <talk> <laughs> You can do better than we will, and then, frankly, you probably get to a certain point in your careers where you don't have to carry about your care about your portfolio sites either, where you just go in and update them once a year, and you still get plenty of work. Um, but for now, get real serious about your portfolio site, um, and it's it's not that you can't have personal details about yourself because it is kind of nice to include some personal details. You know, people want to know that they're actually working with. A human. A human, Um, which is also part of the reason why you should have a picture on your About Me page. Not because people are evaluating you on what you look like or anything along those lines, but because they just like to be able to put a face to a name. People are so much more comfortable with dealing with someone especially remotely which is how we're all working right now if they have a face they can put to that name um and so you can put in personal details about yourself um you know i like to travel i like to cook that kind of thing but that should go at the very bottom of your about me page because we're thinking if we're thinking in terms of priority you know we start out we talk about our we teach our students the unique selling point what you bring to the table as a copywriter that nobody else does. And there's a whole process to write that out uh, or to, to figure that out and write it and hone it and tweak it. You, just, you know, start with your USP, what you bring to the table that nobody else does then move into how you benefit a company that, that works with you, that you write for. And then as you get a little bit deeper, then you can get into, you know, personal elements of this is who I am. And by the way, this is what I like to do for fun and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's a great point too. And I think one thing to think about, and we often say there's very few costs to starting your copywriting business. And that is true. Your website is the one cost and you can definitely look at different options. You know, some are cheaper than others. Um, But when it comes to photos, you know, if you want to spend money for professional photos, that's something you can do. That is not a must do though. You do not have to, you know, take a buttoned up photo and be very polished. Um, I'd recommend if you have, you know, kind of a nice like polished to you working in your workspace or, you know, just something that shows you in a work environment, great. But I love when students also have like, Um, you know, themselves at a Renaissance fair or someone has one feeding a duck, which I love. And so it shows that personality. And so you can also include that. It doesn't have to be, you know, suit and tie and I'm a business owner. I think that's, you know, some people feel like, I have to be very like, everything has to be kind of by the professional book, which they're, you know, throw that out the window. That's not, you know, again, you want it to reflect you and you can reflect professional and polished without being, in a suit or in, you know, whatever it is, whatever your idea of professional is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need a photo that that shows your face, you are looking at the camera, or at least looking close enough to the camera so you can see your face. Um, if you are a smiley person, smile. If you're a more serious person, then don't smile. That's cool. But yeah, it is, it's, I, I enjoy it too. When students will, in addition to that photo, will mm-hmm. also have one with a little bit more personality. Yeah, because if they are... Um, they are hiring a very skilled person, but they're also they're hiring a person. And um, and you being a little bit more clear about that, and a little bit clear about your 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 personality, and that you're just generally going to be a fun person to work with, or at least a nice person to work with, um, carries you a lot further than than you actually
1: might think it might think it would. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I know we talked about. Um, know your whole site really being benefit to consumer everything in there kind of aimed at your prospective client but this is a great place to include your usp is on your portfolio um again they're coming to find out why you versus another copywriter so that usp can come in real handy um i wouldn't suggest necessarily burying it it's kind of it's an important piece of copy so give it kind of the prominence that it deserves
0: yeah yeah exactly that unique selling point unique proposition what you bring to the table that nobody else does. And if you are a newer copywriter and you're thinking, oh my God, there isn't anything that I bring to the table that nobody else does, au contraire, my friend. Um, and we'll probably do a whole episode just about USPs. But uh, part uh, if you're like, I don't have a background in copywriting, I don't have a background in marketing or anything like that. Okay. Great. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Because it is your unique background and unique experiences that make you a unique copyright. So how about that for a cliffhanger, like come back and we'll talk about USPs.
1: And one last little thing, um, that I think people, it falls under the category of kind of distractions, things that are super fun, but don't actually move your business forward. And that is a logo. I think people love to feel like they can't start a website or their portfolio. How I don't have a logo. You don't need one. Um, it's a nice to have, it's a down the line maybe if you really want to do it, but don't let that get in the way of creating your portfolio. And especially if you're spending money on it, I guess maybe you want to, but it's not, you don't have to, it's not going to move that business forward. Yeah, exactly. It's, we always talk
0: about staying, staying focused on the things that are actually going to bring you in clients. So that are going to, to improve your skills that are going to to really enhance your portfolio site and that are going to bring you in clients. And yeah, there's not going to be any client who ever goes mm-hmm. to your site and goes, well, she doesn't have a logo. So I don't think we'll be hiring this copywriter. Go get, bring me back that other copywriter with the great logo. Yeah, it doesn't happen that way. It's exactly it. It's it's a nice to have, like it's it can be, and I understand too, when you're, when you are Starting, you're thinking about yourself as a business, and you're like, I want a logo, and it can be kind of fun to hire a graphic designer or play around. We're writers, right? So it's kind of fun to play around with Canva or to hire a designer or something like that. It's really fun. But it can also really be a distraction and really be a time suck. If you find yourself spending any more than like I will even be generous and say two hours. Ooh. If you spend any more than two
1: hours on this, they're gonna say 20 minutes. <laughs> I know, right?
0: Um, I know, probably I'm gonna be real generous and say yeah, two, that was hours. Very generous. two hours. Two yeah. hours is a lot of time,
1: guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Depending on how much time you have.
0: Yeah, you have if you're, you're working a full time job and you are spending two hours in the evening on a logo, whether getting it designed or even like deciding there are way
1: better uses of your time. Completely agree. Yeah. And I know the portfolio is very daunting, but it's these daunting tasks, break it down into the small steps that feel less daunting, but it's the daunting things that are inevitably going to move your business forward. You know, you feel that like, oh, I have to pitch. Oh, I have to do my portfolio. You know, those are the right things when you're feeling that.
0: Oh. <sighs> like, I have to do this. I don't want to do it yet. You got to do it. You do the tough stuff. And then once you've done it, you go, oh, either with your portfolio site, like, oh, it's done now. And now I just need to get some tweaks or now I have to put it up on the Facebook group and get some, some feedback or send it in for the coaching call, get some feedback. Great. And same thing with pitching. It's once you're done, you go, oh, okay. That actually wasn't so bad at all.
1: And Oh, now I'm making money and I can just pay someone to make me a logo or, oh, now I have clients Monday through Friday and I'm a full-time freelancer. Okay, on Saturday, I'll spend two hours making my logo. Mm-hmm. Like, or, oh, Nikki and Kate were right. I didn't <laughs> need one. <laughs> I you did need that portfolio site. need a portfolio site, yes. Awesome.
0: All right, well, so I hope you're very clear now on exactly why you need a portfolio site, but also why it's not quite as daunting as the idea of building a website um it's the actual building of the site is easier and then probably than it has ever been and yeah it's going to take some time to get the messaging right on your website but it's got to be writing it takes a little bit of time to get the messaging right anytime but as long as you go into it focused and you do fill out a creative brief and know what your objectives are uh you'll get there and you get it done well, so, built in a day room was not built on a day. Although conceivably, if you have a full day, you might be able to put your website together and give yourself a couple of days. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, Follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And, of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.